Welcome to City Life Church Podcast. Our desire is that all may come to know Christ and fulfill their purpose in life. We welcome you to head over to our website for more information. God bless you and enjoy the message. It's really good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. It's a good place to be, isn't it? In His presence. Something I want to do this morning, I just really felt stirred in this as we were worshiping this morning, was at the end of, as we closed the service, I would just, it would be so incredible for us to go right back and spend a little bit of time in worship again. I, I was so uh, kind of overtaken by that and just sensing what, what amazing things happen in a few moments in our life in worship and how God can change our situation like that. We struggle in our own strength, don't we, to try to fix something or we're concerned about something and we lose sleep over it, whatever it might be. And, and it could take days, weeks, months, years. But when the power of the Holy Spirit comes yeah. in a moment, it can radically change our life. I love that about my God. And anytime I get a chance to be in his presence, it's a good thing. Amen. It's good. So just uh, so glad that you're all here today. Um, continue to pray for my wife. She's not feeling well. Uh, she's resting up. But uh, we're, we're just excited about what God is doing in his church and through his church. Over the next few weeks, I want to take and talk about uh, some things that hopefully will help us as a church. Uh, really, I, I guess if we could title this series, it's going to be Creating a Culture of Community creating a culture of community. And I want to go down this path uh, this uh, next few weeks, and starting with, I guess today, just in this sense of reaching to restore, and we'll see, we'll get through that for sure, and then there's the teaching to release. And mo most of you know the reach, reach and restore, teach and release part of our vision, and I just was, I was praying this week, I just felt like there was... God just kind of tweaked this in my thought process just a little bit. Reach to restore, teach to release. There's action involved. It's not just seeing some words on a page and say, that's a good, uh, those are good four, four good words to have, but it, there's something about moving forward in a process. And we're about reaching people, and we understand that, but the uh, the community that we live in really is made up of those people we do life together with, whether it's frequently or periodically. We're doing life with people, whether it's here inside the four walls of the church or in the community, wherever we're at, we're doing life. That's community for us. Community could be in the local church. Community can be wherever around you, your job, your work, your place of living, wherever it might be. And the word community Really, and we, we see in the Bible the Greek word that's translated that is used quite frequently is koinonia. And it's a, it's a word that really talks about fellowship. It talks about how when, when Jesus came and, and came to the cross and died for us, there was something, a, a shift and a change that happened. And so in, we see in the context of Acts, it was really descriptive of the impact of the gospel in regards to relationships, and it started bringing people together, and people started doing community together, and they started living together and enjoying uh, human relationships. And so uh, in Christ, the human activity, the relationships that we have, and, in, and it was in, intended really for the purpose of us to love God, Amen. to love each other, 
and oh, don't forget to love ourselves. That's a, that's a big part of it. Some, I've run into so many people, they just don't like themselves. So it hinders their love for God or hinders their love for others. So we want to make sure that we're in a healthy place of, of where we're, we're loving God, we're loving people. And of course, we understand we need to be loving ourselves in that regard. And so, and, and culture, when we talk about culture, really, I, I think you can say it's probably an environment that's created by our behaviors, the things that we do as a group of people. Um, there's an environment that we, we are creating, but there's behaviors that cause that, and there's purpose for what we're trying to create culture. There's a culture we live in, and there's so many culture changes. We see it all the time, and if you've been around for a while, you've seen a lot of changes in culture, and you can see certain, um, even groups of people come in and try to create a culture and, and, and cr- try to create a following in that culture. So understanding that we want to create this culture of community. There's a, there's a culture there, and that, can, that culture can happen anywhere where we're at, okay? It's not limited to inside the church, although that's a great place for creating community. But knowing that outside the church, there's a culture there that we need to create community. And your place, wherever that is in that culture of community, you'll, you'll find that place. It could be serving inside the church. It could be serving in the community outside the church. So there's places we fit, and we'll talk more about that later. But over the next few weeks, we'll be covering the following key ingredients that I I want to talk about. Number one, knowing and understanding our purpose. That's important, right? Knowing and understanding our purpose. Number two, knowing and understanding the vision. It's good to know the vision, right? The vision of the house. What What is that, and what does that look like? And then third, finding my place, finding my place. Now, we've all probably put a puzzle together, right, with whether it's a 500-piece, 1,000-piece, or whatever pieces of puzzle. And I'm thinking back to the times where, with our kids, we'd sit around the table and we would put this big puzzle together, and it would sit there for days, weeks. You'd shove it to side or whatever, just eat your meals and stuff, but you had this puzzle there. And inevitably, after a few puzzles... One of the kids, or whether it was my wife or somebody, had this idea, I want to put the last piece in. And so that piece got put in the pocket sometime during that puzzle. So you don't really notice it, right? Because there's a lot of blank spaces. So you don't know until right when it gets down to the very end, and you see maybe two spots left, and you're looking there, and there's only one piece of puzzle left. And you're going, hmm. And... Then eventually somebody pulls that out of their pocket. I get to put the last piece in. You know, and, and, and all of our lives, we're, we are a piece of the puzzle. And sometimes we selfishly keep ourselves out of that puzzle. We hold back. We, we don't, we know that we're, that we're a part of the puzzle, but we, we kind of withhold. We say, well, I don't know if I want to put myself in there yet. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till the puzzle's all together, and I can see everything working out perfectly, and then I'm going to put myself in there, because then I'll know exactly what to do and how I fit. I just want to encourage us as we're going to talk about this more, but finding our place, that's important, and we'll, and we'll, we'll get in, into the, the uh, nuts and bolts of that. I want to start this morning just with this word reach, reach, reach. Reach, reach. 
It's an interesting word. Reach our community and beyond with the good news of the gospel of Jesus. Amen. We know that the Bible is the good news. The gospel is the good news, right? Right? Got some sleepers this morning. Come on. We have to get out of our seat, get some jumping jacks and all that stuff. Get excited. Good news. Reaching our community and beyond. You like that, Beverly? Awesome. I love it. I want to read a portion of scripture here out of 1 Corinthians chapter 9, starting in verse 19. Even though I am a free man with no master, I have become a slave to all people to bring many to Christ. When I was with the Jews, I lived like a Jew to bring the Jews to Christ. When I was with those who follow the Jewish law, I too lived under that law. Even though I am not subject to the law, I did this so I could bring to Christ those who are under the law. When I am with the Gentiles who do not follow the Jewish law, I live too apart from that law so I can bring them to Christ. But I do not ignore the law of God. I obey the law of Christ. When I am with those who are weak, I share their weakness. For I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings. We see here that really for Paul, there was no compromise for, for him and his principles. There was something that was happening for Paul. He knew how to deliver the gospel to the Jews because he knew how to relate to them. He knew what to do to come in and do everything without compromising his belief, what he understood and knew under Christ. He was able to come up, he, he understood their culture. He knew how to, how to communicate with them, how to relate with them without compromising what his beliefs were. And it's important for us when we're out in the community, we got to find out, first of all, how, how is that community working? How, what's, what's making it tick? What, what are the things that cause people to do what they do, to make decisions how they make decisions, to, to the, the problems that are created, things that happen? What, what's kind of behind that? Some of us here in this room came out of a, of a culture or a community that was pretty hard. Maybe some of you came out of drugs or alcohol, or some of you came out of uh, abusive situations, whatever those things, and you came out and Christ saved you and brought you out of that, and you're now looking back going, you know, I have a heart for that community, and now you're able to go back into it, not going back to become an alcoholic or drug addict or whatever, going back understanding what it was. You remember that. You remember the pain. You go back and say, you know what? I can relate to you. I can relate with what's going on in your life. But let me tell you, there's an answer, and it's in the good news of Jesus Christ. And so there's things that we can do without compromising what we do. We don't have to go in and take drugs with them to win them. We just go back and relate and say, you know what? I know exactly where you're at. I've been there. So there's something that Paul's saying here, to be able to bring people into that place without compromise. I want to tell you just a little bit, and some of you know my story, our, our story, but taking this journey of, of transition from working almost 23 years in the business community and uh, not pastoring in a local church, per se, but growing up in the church, growing up with parents that pastored the church, 
But there was a transition that God specifically called my wife and I to ministry, to pastoring. So 12 years ago, this last month, that was something, there was a transition, and we, we came into that process. Now, we've been on this journey, but I was thinking about back then, 12 years ago, and thinking about what was my thought process of what culture was I thinking that I was coming into or, or being a part of creating? And honestly, when I thought about it, I thought, you know what? I was really thinking about creating this great culture within the church, within the four walls of the church, of all these happy people who are Christians that would come a couple times a week and just tell each other how glad they are that they're saved. And that was just kind of this great culture I was thinking, I'll just continue to try to make that, a, that culture just a fun culture to be in, just be in church on Sundays or Wednesdays or whatever it is. And that was kind of my thought process in there. And as I began to pastor and begin to get involved a little bit more in, in the lives of people and thinking there's something, there's something not quite right here. And I began then praying through this, and I thought, Lord, what about the community around me? I realized growing up in this community, living right here, I wasn't really connected at all to my community. Outside, back when I was in my 20s and 30s, I played in a softball league that was connected in the community. But other than that, I didn't, I really didn't know the culture of our community. I really didn't know what, what made our community work and run. I didn't know the different people groups in the community. I really didn't know that. And as a pastor, I'm like, okay, I need to stick my toe in here a little bit, right? And go and open the door to the church and stick my head out and kind of go out in the... So I, I remember going and just kind of lightly knocking on one of the people in our community that was an influential person, I'm like, is it possible? Do you guys maybe need, um, is, I don't know, I was, I'm just, I'm pastoring the community, I really don't know what I'm doing here, but would you guys need a chaplain by chance? I mean, I don't know, I was just thinking, and of course the answer I get back, well, not really, we have plenty of chaplains, and okay, so I wander back to my little house here, still with this thing in the back of my mind, how, Steve, how are you going to connect? And, and, and without going into all the details, there was a couple doors that sort of opened for me to re-engage conversation with a couple people, and Hurricane Katrina happened. Well, that was a huge door opening for us because that was a connection where if you remember that at all, in Louisiana, the church is really connected uh, with the communities down there. And so there was something, a buzz that came up to the Northwest here. Hey, we should think about what, could we, what would we do if that happened? So it gave me an opportunity to talk to some city officials, and then we started just talking a little bit. <clears throat> so one of the commanders at the police department that I originally made or built a relationship with, he said, hey, Steve, 
you've been coming around here a little bit now. You seem like you have interest in what's going on. We know you're a pastor in the community. And he said, have you ever thought of becoming a reserve police officer? I said, no, honestly, never did. He said, if you're looking to be a chaplain, I would think if you came in and you did that, you could build relationship with these guys, and you could really be unofficially a chaplain with these guys as one of their, one of part of their team. And that started this whole journey. And then my wife and I were thinking, okay, what else can we do? Well, we thought, well, let's join the, the local chamber, the Lacey Chamber. That makes sense to be a part of the chamber. And we went, and they said, well, we, roll, we don't have any active churches. There's at the time, I think like 250 businesses that are part of the chamber that are active in the chamber, but we, I think they had one church, but they weren't active that was, had their name on the list. And we said, well, we'd like to be an active part of the chamber. We don't know how that works, but let's do it. God began to open doors in that, and we started making connection with people, and my wife started serving on some of the committees and getting to know different people, and all of a sudden, you start, things start coming together. And over time... We see there was a, a beginning of a shift in us of a, of a change in culture to become a culture, not a culture of community in the local church, which is good, but also that there's a whole area outside this property that, that is a, an amazing field. And when I started working as a police officer, that's when I started to get a heart for the community because I saw what happened, what was going on in our community. I saw the lives, the real lives of people. I saw what was going on in our community and, and entered so many homes in this community and I could see there was so much pain, there was so much hurt, there was so much crying out for something. And I thought, Lord, you're, there's something going on and so my heart began to connect with the community. I hope you're okay with me sharing this because I, I think it's important that you hear my heart uh, as the pastor coming in and trying to figure out, God, what are you trying to do? So he was able to draw my heart and, and get my attention on some things. <clears throat> and so here we are at this place with incredible opportunities that God has given us, uh, certainly as, as pastors, but also as a church here in this community and the influence that God is, is bringing uh, to us. <clears throat> and I believe so as we go through this process of understanding kind of where we're at and what the heartbeat of God is and the heartbeat of, of City Life Church really is a, a culture of community. And again, we'll talk about it more, kind of where each one of us fit in that. And there's a lot of places to fit. So, you know, you, 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 you wouldn't be coming and saying, well, I can't see myself being a part of that. Well, just wait, and, and I believe you will. You'll see, there will be a place where you can, you can do that. But I, I just believe as God has been step by step taking us through some things and showing us some things that it's way more than just about us. Amen. It's way more than just about me. And God has broken down so many things in my life of my own thinking of, of selfish thoughts and, and my own space and my own 
whatever it is I have and whatever I'm doing and this person's in my way, they're bugging me, they're keeping me from doing whatever. And I really, God's like, no, that's not what it is. In fact, I put that person there not to get you upset that they're bugging you. I put them there because they need you. They need something that you have. They need something that the church has something that they need. They don't know it yet. I actually am a pastor to many people in our community that are not Christians yet, but they've given me permission to be their pastor. I've, I've had these conversations with them. I said, I know you're not coming to church, and I know you haven't made that decision yet to commit to Christ, but can I be your pastor? And they're like, absolutely. I, I think that would be awesome. And it's just the uniqueness of how God works. I mean, their creativity is, God's full of creativity. Sometimes we just have this, we put him in a box, don't we? We put ourselves in a box. And I just believe God wants to kind of blow that box up a little bit. And so that we're seeing it through the eyes of Jesus. Because he, he did some amazing things and he did them so different than we do. <laughs> he did. And, and we think it's weird. Or we think, oh, I don't know, what, what happened there? <clears throat> but I want to talk about two things this morning to try to get through the, this reach and restore port, portion. But here's the first part of the reach, the reach local. The reach local, and that's anything in our local community that we can drive to in a short time, short distance. But how do we reach locally? Through... Building relationships with non-believers, for one. Every one of us have those people in our life somewhere. And it could scare us. Wow, I don't even know where to start. Well, that fear is okay, but I will tell you this, that all you have to do is be yourself. Are you full of the Holy Spirit? If you are, you're a carriers of his presence, right? Then you don't have to worry about what happens. You, wherever you're at, God will open doors for you. And he will do it in such a way that your personality fits really well with how he opens those doors. And, and, and op- there's segue uh, into a conversation, whatever it might be. But it's just beginning very easily just saying hi to somebody sometimes, right? I don't know how many times I tell you, my wife will be in a grocery line. People don't talk to me for whatever reason, because I'm kind of quiet to myself a lot. I'm in my thought process or whatever, but all of a sudden, there'll be somebody standing in the grocery line, doesn't matter who they are, and they just start telling my wife everything about their life and all the things that are going on. And I'm just standing there going, wow, God is amazing, because he just like, boom. And we'll talk about it later. It's like, how did that happen? That person doesn't even know us. They know who you are. And, but yet they're just telling everything what's going on in their life. So God gives those opportunities to us. <clears throat> There's community events that, that are going on a lot that around us, whether what we're involved with, the Hearts to Homes Project or the Lida Parade or Colonial Inn, where, where Collins is over there doing community things and speaking and and there's just a lot of things that were connected with the schools in the area and there's there's stuff, community, community, and, and God's given us open doors for those. Then another one I want to talk about is meeting resource needs in the community. <clears throat> this is very practical, very practical. And I want to do a follow-up because I, may, I, I think I might have touched on this several weeks ago uh, with the family and the community. And this was uh, a connection that God made uh, through my being the chaplain there at Lacey Police Department. 
But here, here is a real live story of what a church can do when they are meeting resource needs in the community. I received this, came to the church here at City Life Church. We received this card in the mail just this last week. And this is from the family of Gideon Daniel. This picture right on the front, Gideon. Unfortunately, lost his life. But this is from the family to City Life Church. We deeply appreciate your kind expression of sympathy in our time of sorrow. Thank you for keeping us in your thoughts, prayers, calls, and texts. Thank you for the outpouring of donations, gifts, and ensuring our family was taken care of during the holiday season. It is so touching to know how many of you are in our corner during this difficult time. Although we cannot adequately express, adequately express in words how much we truly appreciate your kindness and generosity, we wanted to extend our heartfelt thanks for all the steadfast continued comfort and support. The family of Gideon Daniel, Robin, Cadence, Grayson, and Asher. That's what it's about, right there. A family that continues to be in need in the sense of they're hurting. We will continue to reach out to them. That's one example. That's just simply being available and being aware of what's going on around us. We all have neighbors like this. We have people around us like the Daniel family. We do. It's just taking a moment to say, hey, I'm sorry, I heard about whatever happened, whatever it was. Hey, I'm part of a great church, City Life Church. We'd love to, to come alongside you. You guys let us know. I mean, you're, you're part of the community. You're part of being out in that community. It's, a, it's a, this culture of community. This is really what it is to be a resource for our community. <clears throat> then there's this aspect of reaching beyond. Reach beyond. This is beyond our local area. And how do we do that? We do that through support for ministries outside of our community. If you're familiar with global outreach, and we have material on that if you're not, this is whether it's Ghana, Africa, whether it's in Japan, whether it's Mexico, wherever, City Life Church, we're reaching beyond. We're reaching these other countries in the world. We're sowing seed into these countries. And as you give, and as I mentioned recently, the amount of money that this church gives towards those things is, is amazing. We'll never, ever, ever know until we get to heaven what that seed produced. But we know that it's sown into fertile soil because we know the soil it's being sown into. We know the people. We're connected with them. We do life with them in the sense of a connection from a distance. We also do short-term mission trips. I would encourage those of you who have any kind of desire to be a part of something like that, jump on board. Let's do it. Those are exciting things to go and help somewhere in another country or somewhere that has a great need that we can either do practical things, building something, or ministry-wise. Those are great things, great opportunities. And then I just want to finish up this morning with the restore aspect. Restore by partnering with God to bring healing to the lives of hurting people. There's spiritual and emotional healing 
pursued in a big, biblical manner. There's people all around us that are hurting, that are in need, that, whether it's spiritually or emotionally. Romans chapter 5, verse 6, starting in verse 6. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still in his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son, of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. If you're a believer today, you've been restored. Amen. Now there's parts of our lives that is still being restored because there's residue. There can be residue that ha that's kind of left over from different things, but that's part of a restoration process that God is working in our lives. Sometimes those things happen like that. Sometimes an addiction is taken like that. Sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes it takes uh, perseverance with, with standing together with people and praying and so forth. But we know there's a restoration process, and God's about restoration, amen? He's a restorer. Matthew 24, verse 23 and 24, and this is a message out of the Message Bible. From there, he went all over Galilee. Jesus, this was after he was selecting his disciples, he used synagogues for meeting places and taught people the truth from God. God's kingdom was his theme. That beginning right now, they were under God's government, a good government. He also healed people of their diseases and the bad effects of their bad lives. Word got around the entire Roman province of Syria. People brought anybody with an ailment, whether mental, emotional, or physical. Jesus healed them one and all. Jesus is in the healing business. It doesn't matter what your need is, he's in the healing business. And his heart is to heal and restore. And that's our heart here at City Life Church, is to see people restored when, when we reach them with the good news of Jesus Christ and they come in and there's a restoration, they're restored, and they get to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's some of the areas that can be targeted. Uh, weaknesses, we all have those, obviously. Uh, spiritual strongholds, there's some things that are just, they, they hold on and, and the demonic things that, that don't want to let go. We can see those broken. Emotional pain, sinful tendencies, and then we have the long-standing habits. These are a lot of things that most all of us as human beings, we deal with these things. But it's so good to know, and I believe that God has designed us as a church to be a place where people can come, feel warmly welcomed, and feel like they can belong. It's not our job to tell people all the sin in their life. <laughs> that, that's not our place. Because sometimes I, I've seen that happen in, in, in churches before, in church, where Christians can be pretty harsh on people. Hey, don't forget, for the grace of God, We've been there. He's brought us out of in order so that we could reach into and bring others out of and knowing that they're going to they're gonna have struggles. Man, let's not kick them when they're down. Oh, 
you just committed a sin, brother. You, you, you can't be here till you go fix that. No, I don't see that in the Bible anywhere. God's grace is good. We need, we all need his grace. I learned a while back that I have to be really careful because of the moment I would do something that would think to do something, to call somebody out on something would be the very moment that God would bring incredible humility to my life. <laughs> I know what that feels like. And it's okay because it, bring, it brings us, it adjusts us, it brings us back into that place of going, you know what? I need to get back to think how Jesus really set it up and how he thinks and how he works. He chose to be with the worst of the worst. He, he chose that. <laughs> and that was a, that's us, exactly. So this morning, as we, we've covered those two, we're going to cover the next two next week, but I, would, I want the worship team to come back up this morning. And I just wanted us to hear a little bit this morning, just, just kind of the beginning of some purpose Knowing and understanding our purpose this morning. Creating a culture of community. I really, just as I mentioned earlier, I just really want us to spend a few minutes here to close the service. Just let's really focus, again, on Jesus Christ, on our worship, and the incredible things that he's done for us, and how thankful we are for that, and how that we can be expressors of that to others around us. Let's stand And we're just going to, for the next few minutes, we're just going to worship God. There's there's no greater time. If you're here today and you're struggling with anything, I want to encourage you, take the opportunity to let that go today here. Let Jesus have that. Let him have it. Just let it go in your worship time this morning, whatever it is. If you want to come to the altar, you're more than welcome to or wherever you're comfortable being, right where you're at. But just, Lord... I need you. Lord, I recognize my need for you. You are a good God, and I need to trust you in everything. Amen. Team. Thank you for listening to City Life Church Podcast. 